Welcome to Genesis NFT by NFT's What The Fuck, hosted by me, Jamie Burke. We're doing a retrospective on the history of NFTs, its key moments and people, from counterparty to rare pepes, crypto punks and kitties, from Xcopy to Pack, and people's record auction. With the stories from the people inside the hurricane and hear their hopes and fears for its future, these episodes, now over 16 hours have been recorded, will be turned into a single audio documentary released as an NFT time capsule. Follow at NFTs WTF to keep updated on the drop on Twitter. My name's Matt Hall. I'm one half of Larva Labs. My partner is John Watkinson. And uh, we created the CryptoPunks, which is one of the early NFTs in all the space. It wasn't called that back then, but uh, it is called that now. Um, and that's what we're best known for, I think. What was it called out of interest? How did you refer to the industry or the space at that point? Uh, I don't think we really had a name for it back then. Honestly, like the, the site, when we first launched, it was basically like kind of describing the concept, like almost to an audience that had never, didn't really even understand a blockchain. So it's like, it was like a very first principles introduction to it. Really. We didn't really even have a term for it. I don't think. So, um, what do NFTs mean to you now? And is it different to them? Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. Back then it was like when we launched this, it was definitely an experiment and it felt like, you know, it felt a little crazy in the sense that we didn't even know if you, people would have the feeling of ownership around something like this. Um, and whether this was sort of a sufficient mechanism to make them feel like they did own something. So, um, I think initially we weren't even sure if anyone would be interested at all. And then once there was a group interested, you know, in a, a very like sort of int interested small community sort of rallied around it and stuck with it. And as we sort of experienced it with those people, we kind of learned that there was something pretty powerful there and almost kind of came to realize that there was something even a little bigger than we expected there. We didn't really understand what it was at first, but then it, we started to see like, this is a solution for for digital art, a way for digital artists to sell their work um, efficiently, um, a new kind of uh, you know model for ownership a little bit, um, and it just sort of started feeling like uh, you know something that the blockchain was really good at um, and provided a real solution to for a thing that was tricky to do before. So as sort of time went by over those few years, we kind of got more and more sort of entrenched in our belief that it was a pretty cool, potentially very big thing. And why art? Why why was that the thing that drew you to, I guess, the idea of ownership? Why did you believe art was the thing to unlock the feeling of ownership? Yeah, I guess that's a good question because um, for some people, the natural place to start would have been, say, game items or something where there's a natural world uh, for them to exist in and maybe even some sense of utility. But but for from our perspective, I think we just sort of started from what we had, which was this character generator that we had been working on and weren't quite sure what to do with. So it kind of naturally came out of this thing where we were going to do it as a mobile app or something, but it felt kind of lacking in, in what now feels like a fundamental way where we're like, well, if I tell you this thing is rare or that you have one of X number of these, and how do you know that's true? Like, how do you know we just didn't go into the database and type a new number in there and now that's not true anymore? So the blockchain, specifically Ethereum, provided a solution to that problem. And we thought like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like that now means that you don't have to take our word for it. You can go verify yourself 
what whether what we're saying is true or not um so then that sort of became a small the project became like a little package for that idea you know and it included everything um all in one sort of tight bundle that way so art was sort of almost the simplest way to explore that you know and you could say it's art or a collectible or whatever it has elements of both but it was sort of almost the simplest way to put that all together as one project so did you arrive at ethereum and blockchain because of this use case or did the use case emerge out of you interested in ethereum and its potential applications i would say that uh we knew about bitcoin uh we had sort of read about it as like you know almost like from a technology perspective we we're kind of amazed that it was working and there was such a crazy new thing we wanted to understand it and uh but then didn't really like as developers we were kind of like i don't really know what to do with this it, it feels like it is like a you know an application rather than a platform so it wasn't until ethereum came along and uh we kind of got our heads around that a little bit that we thought like oh okay i get this now this this is something that we that seems fun to experiment with and it, there's lots of possibilities here that maybe haven't been explored yet so so it was really more ethereum that got us into into the blockchain world i would say and so what's kind of been your personal or professional journey since the inception of CryptoPunks? uh well it was essentially a an experiment a side project um you know a curiosity almost something that we felt was cool and that's something that we've done a lot over 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 time we kind of put something out there and just see like i don't know what this is that's interesting done that with apps and websites and whatever and um and it kind of you know it had a little following but it didn't become our business or anything you know and that was over a number of years right and there was some quiet periods there too where it felt like well this is going to be a niche thing and um, that's cool there's still people that are really into it and maybe there's some possibilities in certain directions and it wasn't until like i would say the last few months that it became obviously the sort of feels like now almost the world has woken up to this idea of digital objects and ownership and how you know how much that could mean how powerful that could be so suddenly now it's a thing that is taking up all of our time and it's like we're excited that it that it is because it's such a cool thing to work on but but it's almost been a surprise because we've been sort of talking about these concepts for a few years to a relatively small audience and suddenly it's gotten a lot bigger and why do you think crypto punks is has the momentum that it has now and, and like why is that project the one that's i mean pretty much blue chip right um you would regard it as a blue chip asset in the context of nfts it's the thing that has the most community momentum it's the thing that has the most media attention like why why crypto punks and, and why now a good question a lot of those are they're all good questions um partially i think it's um because it was so early um partially because i think it's um it got a few things fairly right um the number of of punks is small but not too small uh, there's enough variety there but there's a lot of rarity it's still quite rare um especially as the audience has grown that rarity you know increases basically as there's more people that want them um we were pretty pretty strictly into the decentralized nature of it too so we we really 
baked everything in there. So it's, it's fairly simple to understand. Like the concept of NFTs is not necessarily easy to understand um, when you first hear about it. But once you get that, then the CryptoPunks is sort of a standalone thing that it feels like, you know, a self-contained world. It can't change anymore. It is what it is. But there's some, it sort of illustrates a number of the concepts pretty well, I think. So I think that may be why people gravitate towards it. Um, and then I think people see in it what, what they bring to it. So if you're a collector personality or person who likes to collect things like, you know, sports cards or whatever, then you see it as a collect a collectible. If you're an art world person, then you see it as a piece of art. And if you're a financial person, then you see it as potentially like an asset to own or whatever. So it has like a nice intersection of, of types of people who are interested in it too, which, which helps, I think. And I know you mentioned it, it feels somewhat of a surprise, the, the level of attention that it, it has now. But you know, how do you feel about the fact that in many instances, you gave these things away for free, and now they're going for millions of dollars, like as the creator of that, how do you, that must feel strange. Yeah, yeah. it is very strange. Um, I feel like it was, you know, part of what you know, maybe related to your previous question too, is like the part of why, um, it is popular is because of the way it started that, um, because it was sort of shared freely amongst whoever was interested in this thing. And it was all sort of like, I don't know if anybody thinks this is an interesting idea. Why don't you just come along for the ride here? We don't know where it's going either, you know? And now you hear stories of people who have, you know, had found that they had these crypto punks and they sold them and they, you know, paid off their mortgage or they, you know, had a little bit extra money when they didn't otherwise think they did. And, and for some people, a substantial amount of money. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Like, I don't feel bad about it at all. Like, I don't think, you know, if the question is like, oh, we should have like kept them all for ourselves or something that it just wouldn't have worked. Like the only reason this works is because of the people who are involved, like our great community and the people who have kind of stuck with it and been super into it over the years. And, uh, and that everybody kind of shares in the upside. That's really what makes this work. So I think it's really great. Um, no, no regrets over how it was done at all. Yeah. And to be honest with you, my question was more about the, the beauty of watching a creation, you know, <laughs> have, a, have a, a journey like that rather than um, uh, kind of a negative that somehow maybe <laughs> you could have been, mm. been richer. I think it must be a, an amazing thing to watch. Well, basically, it's a it's a meme, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, this is perhaps the most dominant meme right now that is defining NFTs. Yeah, it's, I guess they're they're quite recognizable, and and they became almost a symbol for um, for NFTs, or at least people who are into them sort of adopted it as for profile pictures and for things like that. So yeah, it's been it's been really cool. Like, and again, like it's the people who are involved in it who have kind of pushed it along and you know people who helped new people come in they helped them set up their wallets and stuff like it's really the people who are involved we're only really a small part of that at this point which is which is also really cool like to see those people also benefit from all of this is pretty great and i and i guess this is a benefit of the composability component but you know how, how do you feel about watching things like is it crypto dudes where you've now got bodies being applied to the, the heads and what, what do you think that represents for the you know, of the the life cycle of let's call it a franchise, an NFT franchise, that it could have a life beyond its initial conception. 
Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, there, and there's quite a few of these there now, and some of them are sort of cynical and and not not you know cool or fun or really. And some uh, obviously effort's been put into them and and really like sort of an, are additive. You know, feel like a new cool thing. Um, it, I mean, it feels like almost part of the culture, which is pretty pretty interesting and to watch. Like you know, as like the internet especially sort of adopts things and takes them and modifies them and adds to them and changes them and stuff. It's been pretty amazing to watch all that happen. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. And so what have been the key defining moments for you, moments, people that have influenced you, uh, how your perception of the space has evolved? Yeah, it's been interesting to sort of have been around from the very early times. There was a few moments that felt like, where think like we, we kind of gained further understanding or or talked to people that gave us further understanding of what this whole thing was there was the first rare art festival which was in january 2018 was really great it was a really like exciting group of people like art world people and and blockchain people came together and it was like not a, a huge group but it was like enthusiastic and everybody felt like they we had sort of discovered something you know that was really neat so that was a that felt like a moment um there's been lots of people along the way our friend jason bailey who's art gnome um has a real like sort of deep knowledge on the art side of things that he's brought to this along with just sort of a curiosity and like a generosity and stuff he's been really great to get to know and just as a sort of almost like as a as a guide as this whole space goes through we kind of are always interested to hear what he's been saying um, and it just seems cool now, I guess, sort of in general to see that as this digital art market evolves and sort of becomes, you know, maybe established for the first time in a, in a, in a large way that all these digital artists, people that we follow on Twitter and Instagram and what, and wherever are now having places to sell their work and they're starting to make money directly from their work. And even things like generative art. Um, which is a category that both me and John love, uh, has really found a home on the blockchain. So projects like art blocks has been really cool, uh, to watch that develop and to see like a collector base develop there, like, like true fans of this, of this style of art, which is really cool. Um, and our, again, our friend Jason Bailey said that, you know, he felt like a lot of people came in thinking they were here to make money and then accidentally became art fans along the way, you know, so that's been that's been cool to see too. I feel like there's a, a really interesting and, and potentially long lived ecosystem that's sort of developing here. That's really great. So what are your hopes and fears for the future of NFTs? I guess hopes is, you know, I feel like when we started this, like we, you know, didn't know what we had. And then as time went on, like as a year or two went on, we started to take, we started to realize that something really interesting was happening or was possible here. So we started taking like a fairly long-term view of this. So people would ask us questions about what is this, what's going to happen in the future. And like, you know, in one year from now, we, I don't know, but in 20 years from now, we thought like, this is probably going to be a thing. Like this is probably going to be a, a range of different things from a digital art market to, uh, you know, a way for people to own things on the internet and all this kind of stuff. So my hopes are that that continues to develop um, and I guess my fears are, is that the bumps along the road towards that, which, you know, the internet has experienced and the blockchain certainly has experienced, don't sort of make people lose sight of what's really cool at the root of all this. Um, 
what there is something pretty pretty great here and uh it may take a little while for us to all figure it out together but um, i think we'll get somewhere really cool if we stick with it so hope you enjoyed that episode as much as i did please make sure you subscribe to the podcast like rate and review we're going to be dropping two of these a week so make sure you don't miss a beat and also follow us on at nfts wtf to keep updated on the nft time catch will drop <laughs>